I've always thought that, you know, doing the small things uh, really help you grow as a person and being consistent every single day at it. And, you know, there it is right there for the taking. Welcome to Dig In, the podcast that lives at the intersection of hospitality and entrepreneurship. Here we will explore the stories of the owners, operators, and curators of America's hottest hospitality concepts, sharing a deeper look at the people delivering excellence from their mind's eye to your taste buds. I'm your host, Zach Woods, and I'm ready to dig in. Hey folks, um, Zach checking in, just doing the usual intro to the episode. Um, super excited for this next one that we have coming up, a return to the home state of South Carolina uh, featuring Jamie Cribb and Kyle Madison, the chef de cuisine and uh, sous chef of The Kennedy, a wonderful restaurant in uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina. Hoping you all um, obviously motivated by the the story that you'll hear from from Kyle, who's a, a native son of Ohio, and Jamie, of course, uh, a native son of South Carolina, family of the Crib family. Um, uh, we'll be motivated to go and check out. Um, yeah, just uh, you know, a word about how I found the Kennedy, and um, you know, want to give thanks to my sister actually for uh, for making the original recommendation and. Uh, all I can say is from the moment that I walked into this place uh, after having dined out in New York City literally the night before um, to fly down to South Carolina and then that evening my my sister and brother-in-law to say, hey, let's go to this new place in town. You're going to love it. And from the moment you walk in uh, to to the moment that you see the menu and and taste the food, you just you just are smacked right in the face with um, freshness, quality, um, and and the sense of family that I think uh, is just pervasive throughout the place. Um, Jamie was seriously the first time I ever walked in the place. I I was so enamored by the look of the kitchen, and he kind of saw me, uh, you know, looking at the looking inside of the the big window of the of the kitchen that's exposed, and and he ushered me into their kitchen and let me walk around and. Um, you know, those are really early days, actually, with with the dig in project, and now it it feels almost surreal to have uh, gone about a year in, in doing this, and to have him on, and to get give him an opportunity to share his story and shed a little bit of light on the purveyors that he's working with, and the way that he's really driving, and I think living out the narrative of. Um, sustainability is is highly connected to your ability to connect with farmers and purveyors local to your restaurant or whatever you're doing for that matter. Um, quality increases, taste increases, which of course is critical to you all. Um, so yeah, we're super excited about having them on. Um, one quick mention is that uh, for anyone listening to this show that will will be able to make it into the restaurant, if you'll just speak with your server and tell them that Dig In sent you, um, they're going to knock off a little bit off your check, which is uh, obviously super kind of them. 
Um, we also might have a little surprise coming for the Kennedy guys uh, that we won't tell them about right now, but anybody from the Kennedy that's listening, be on the lookout. Um, without further ado, thanks again to uh, both Jamie and Kyle and also to the, the Cribs family at large. We're happy to have this opportunity to share your story and put some light on the greatness that you guys are putting out. So uh, season two, episode two with the Kennedy, Kyle Madison and Jamie Cribb. Welcome to the next episode of Dig In. I'm your host, Zach Woods, and I'm coming to you from, I say it's a very special place literally every time I do this, because to me, uh, throughout the journey of uh, starting this up, all of the places are special, uh, but I can really say that this one is definitely very special. I mean, it's uh, truly close to home, so we've traveled uh, more than a thousand miles to be here today to talk to uh, a couple of gentlemen from the Kennedy. Uh, in wonderful Spartanburg, South Carolina, That's now right, the home man. of my uh, my sister and my brother-in-law. I got some family starting up here, um, but I'd love for uh, for these two gentlemen to introduce themselves and uh, maybe each give a quick word about uh, about the Kennedy, how you guys got started here, and uh, and yeah, what you're doing here in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Cool, man. Yeah, uh, name's Jamie Cribb. I'm the chef here at the Kennedy in beautiful Spartanburg, South Carolina. Hometown. Hot, 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 humid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, beautiful place. Great downtown. It's growing. Um, I'm a hometown kid, born and raised. Um, kind of been a little bit all over the place, but Spartanburg kind of brings it back in. Um, my brother William presented me with this opportunity here at the restaurant, and every time I walk into the Kennedy, it's 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 a great experience. I never get tired of it. It's, it's a beautiful atmosphere. Um, very inviting, very warm, um, very family oriented, you know. Um, so, really, really, really enjoy working here. Yeah, sure. it's uh, it's amazing. I think a word, a word that comes to my mind a lot when I, I mean, one, you know, knowing you and knowing William and knowing the kind of the crib legacy mm -hmm. in Spartanburg in this place, and and of course yourself, right? The word heritage comes to mind absolutely a lot, yeah. right? There's like this. Heritage, both in the, the food sense, right? Yes, There's a yes. lot of heritage crops, and we're definitely going right. to dive into that today. But, uh, but it's a family affair, man. Um, and speaking of family, I think you actually come from a sister restaurant, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I got my, uh, I'm Kyle Madison. I'm Jamie's partner in crime and a sous chef here at the Kennedy. Uh, started working for William about five to six years ago. Started off, knocked on the catering door, and was like, hey, I need a job. I was down here for a couple months. Uh, I had my own catering business in Ohio. And I started working for Sister Lee, um, who was great. And I did that for a bunch of years and then moved back to Ohio. And William gave me a call one day and was like, hey, we got this project. Jamie's coming home. I think you want to be a part of it. <laughs> Jamie's coming home. Yeah, yeah the prodigal uh, brother returns, I guess. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It was, it was fun the way it, it kind of everybody came together, you know, yeah. around this project. So. Tell, tell me about, you know, this is a... Uh... We talked to, you know, you guys know this already, but a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of hospitality veterans that, you know, sometimes the, the way that they start the work seems so logical or illogical, but I'd love to hear a little bit about, like, the formation story. What were the elements? What, oh. You know, who, who kicked the dust and Dude. then all of a sudden there's a Jamie, there's an Edward, right. there's a, there's a yeah. something, and then yeah. boom, there's a Kennedy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess the the concept, the idea of the Kennedy, was really came into thought. I guess three years ago, 
by my brother and his business partner Raj Patel. Um, and they have always wanted another sister restaurant to Cribs Kitchen. Um, yeah. And they always wanted to be a little bit more upscale, um, but affordable, super hyper local, uh, seasonal, um, really focus on composed dishes. Um, and it really brought my brother back to his roots from when he had the 30 seat uh, Cribs Kitchen on Spring Street downtown. Right. Um, and they, that's what he focused on when he introduced dinner service there. It was, you know, composed dishes, um, super local, really to appease, um, you know, the everyday person here, you know. So um, he really wanted to, you know, expand on that and found this place, which was the old Renato's Italian building. Right. Uh, Renato moved downtown, and it was it was very surreal when he, he brought me back uh, from Charleston. He said, I was just in town, you know, seeing family and friends. And at that time, you were in Charleston. Just I was. So people yeah. can kind of make yeah. that connection. You were down there suing, if I'm not mistaken. Sous chef uh, no, I wasn't there? a sous chef. I was kind of like a chef de partie. So you would pretty much a rounds cook. You'd do pretty much a little bit of everything. So you work directly underneath the sous chef. Um, and basically, you know, you're his, you're his bitch. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you know? yeah I didn't know if I was there. For the listeners, yeah. you know, he was giving me a little Oh, uh, can I say this? Yeah, right. the V word. Okay, we've the definitely word. heard worse. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Heard worse. Well, I feel better now. Yeah. yeah. Take a breath. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. So it was it was a great experience down there, um, and I was in town for I think a week, um, and my brother was like, "Hey, man, uh, I want you to come look at something." I was like, "Oh God, I wonder what this could be." He brought me into this space, and it was like they just got up from mid service. And just you know, walked out. You know, it's like stepping back still, into time. Still dude. a starch napkin. Oh, dude. Sitting on yeah. A table. Bar glasses. The bar was completely set up. You know, minus the booze. You know, I think they took Damn that. It. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That would have been yeah. a real plus. I there guess. was like wine glasses still on the tables, and uh, wow. I was like, well, why'd you bring me here, man? <laughs> he was like, I got this idea that I think you know that uh, you'd be interested in. He kind of just pitched it to me, and I just kind of fell in love with it. You know, kind of ran with it from there. So and it's and cool. did you see it in a similar state, like the before the paint was up? And I mean, anyone that unfortunately won't get to hopefully see the photos. I took a lot of photos mm -hmm. for this episode in particular because the the first time I came here, I was just like, wow, like Spartanburg. What what happened? You know, it really had that type mm -hmm. of effect. Uh, and the place is just beautiful. Everything from the fabric of the chairs and booths right. to the the really cool like bus cutout windows and the server's yeah. window and even the chef's window. But what about the first time you walked in this place? What so, was it in a bit more of a state like this? Or no, it was on the way to becoming this. There was you know it was all framed out. It was in mid construction, and Jamie's like, let's go over and look at it because I was like, you know, let's go see. He's like, there's nothing to see. It's just construction. I'm like, all right, and then. Little, little do we know that you know we were coming over here to pull out old equipment and then I got called yeah. back to catering and Jamie was left by himself to clean all of the old equipment that was still usable in the building to you know I had to leave and he's like I gotta clean this and, and to test dummy which things yeah. still work oh yeah, yeah so dude. Jamie came back electrocuted <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and uh, so we still have the fryer that Jamie cleaned up and you know polished a turd it was amazing I was like that's never it's gonna come fryer. clean 
and it's Fryer. Jamie's Fryer now. If he ever leaves his building, it's coming with him. It's, it's, it's the joke. with me, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I saw this building very raw and then watched the transformation to, you know, the building process to what it is now. Um, and we pride ourselves in keeping this place extremely clean and like just, it's, it's, our, it's our little baby, you it's know? It's immaculate. So, so maybe this is, a, you know, an unscripted question, but you have a kind of an interesting perspective on this having served catering, yeah. right? Catering right. is almost implicitly, I don't get to see diners enjoying my food. Right. Um, and this, I think, is the, the ultimate boomerang to the other direction. I mean, you literally yeah. have a yeah. window where you can kind of, yeah. <laughs> whether they want you to or not, uh, peek out and see. Right. What What does that feel like? I mean, so, you know, for you first, having come from the catering side, and then, of course, for... For uh, me, Michelle. coming from the catering side was a lot of thankless parties. You know you did a good job. Food was great. You believed in your product, but it went out through the doors, <laughs> and the cater waiters took it out of your hands, and you never see, got to see the smiles or reactions. Mm, yeah. And for us, catering is a big part of how the Kennedy got started, too. That was our R&D kitchen. Like, everything, we had to work there during, like, normal service to get, you know, catering done. And then when we weren't busy catering, we were R&Ding for the Kennedy. So it was kind of our yeah, second home. It was. You know? They uh, they kind of welcomed us with open arms over there at the catering operation. And, um, that's, and that's where you have sort of, you call it a test kitchen. Exactly. Or a yep. kitchen. Yeah, R&D. Okay. And um, really came up with a lot of the fundamentals and recipes at the catering operation. Mm -hmm. Um, that we still use today here and continue to evolve, but um, yeah, catering, catering's fun, man. You know, yeah. it's it's a whole different ball game. Um, it's it's I don't like it because you have too many variables. You know, if you're doing offsite events, you know, you you could forget this or forget that or uh, you know. Stuff can go wrong, real wrong, real and you quick. have to adapt. Yeah, right. Which we're here, good it's at like that. When we bought yeah. something. It's like, hey, the watermelon was overdone. Right. Let me. Yeah. You know, the sauce isn't hot. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. You can kind of iterate you can right adjust. there in real right. time. Yeah. Right. And you don't exactly. have to deal with the weather because you're going to party. It'd be sunny. That's you know, fun. typical South Carolina, sunny, humid, and then two seconds mm -hmm. you're going to get dumped on, and you're right. outside in a mobile kitchen trying to hang tents. Mm -hmm. what, what's a food? What's a food that just knocks the socks off of people at a catered event? That at a restaurant is a flop. Oh, uh, that's a little that's a curveball. little little uh -oh. canapes. Canapes, like, yeah, we would never serve them here. But like you show up, <laughs> but you show up with a canapé. Yeah, like past you know past hors d'oeuvres or you know people love them. But if yeah. we did that style here, like I think people would never come back. Like uh, <laughs> <laughs> like little phyllo cups full oh, of like the pimento cheese. Yeah, and tea sandwiches. Know, tea is this sandwiches. A, is this a grape to tomato? Right. With a, with the mozzarella ball and yeah, the yeah. exactly. On yeah. The exactly. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to the nah. you show up to a cocktail party with that though. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. it's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. it's a good time. Finger foods, man. I yeah. you know. Or even it's like good for the I masses. think even to scale it up to that, like to go on a beef wellington at a catered yeah. event, it's like holy moly. But we do that yeah. here, it's like, you know, that's so it's old expected, school and traditional. Though, yeah. You know. So there executing a a perfect beef wellington is awesome. Yeah. Here it's just like you're expected you're, to do you're that. You're doing yeah, something yeah. normal. Yeah. Right. You're doing yeah. something normal. How do I take it to the next level? Right. And that's what we focus on all the time. So, so. so here's a, the perfect segue to how do we take it to the next level. We have a segment called Off Menu. Cool. Which is, okay, you have the menu, you have the standards. Beef Wellington, newsflash, not on the menu. Right. Yeah, or, no, no, uh, no, For no, those not. that would be concerned. What's not on the menu? that people can get, what's hot, what's new, what's something right. you guys are excited about. Maybe it's 
two days before it's still in the R&D mm-hmm. kitchen, but you're like, ah, maybe, maybe soon. Yeah, man. I think any kind of like beautiful fish that we get in from the coast, um, we always do like an off-menu crudo option. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whatever kind of, you know, produce we can pair with that, um, we usually do. Uh, so like the other day we got in some really, really great yellowfin tuna that was caught off the coast of North Carolina. Um, and we paired it with, you know, like a peach agua chile, you know, so like buzz up fresh, uh, peaches with some, some of our hot sauce that, that Kyle makes, um, with local peppers and buzz that up. With a little bit of water and lime juice, so it's like you know, super super cold, brothy. Still get the peach, the acid, and the you know the beautiful richness of the tuna. It's it's pretty good. So anything like that that we can make on the fly for the chef's counter or VIPs or you know just really anybody who's looking for something a little bit different, that's a good challenge for us. And, and we're, we're always we known to have it. a little bit of foie gras on hand. So okay, that's yeah. a secret thing that we kind of keep yeah. on the DL, yep. but we always have a little flaw hiding around. If you, if you, if you, you know the VIP language. Yeah. What, do people need to send it like a message under a bone? Oh well, yeah. <laughs> to we, back to the back, and they you flip the bone, and right, they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, he yeah. Knows. We yeah. uh, we know before they even come. Yeah, yeah they, they're on the reservation list. Yeah. We're like, all right, what so. are we gonna do? VIP coming in, and we always either got fresh fish, a little bit of foie, or. You know, just local vegetables that you know we're working on to put on the ne- you know mm-hmm. next segment of our menu, which we update every month. So it's always you know. Yeah, you guys literally have a you know August. I noticed mm-hmm. yesterday, August 2019. It's kind of a whole new look for the menu in general, but right. also some new items on the menu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we did a complete menu overhaul in July. No, June. Excuse one, me. One one dish took the one dish bit the dust that I know people are griping about. What was it? Yeah, dude. The skirt steak wasn't it? The oh, the hanger, hanger steak, dude. Steak. Yeah. I oh, still man. remember. Yeah. I got love. Yep. It's yep. received yep. very well. I got love for the hanger. But it's a, it, it's a labor-intensive uh, yeah. cut of beef, and it can get pricey. Um, you know, which isn't a big deal, but uh, when, you're, when you're thinking about a cow and how many hanger steaks you can get off a cow, it just doesn't kind of make sense to me. You know, there's, so. there's one. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say right, how right. many hangers there's, there's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. one. So, one hanger yeah. steak per and, cow. And it's not cow like beware. right. <laughs> and it's not like a, a loin, you know, like a ribeye or a strip that you can cut multiple steaks off of. You know, it's just it's one single piece. Yeah, and you're getting so, maybe two portions out of it. Right. It's good. What? Wait. So, so this is this is where I'm happy to wave my white flag, but I mm. think. You know, people in general, like with this whole concept of digging in and asking right. questions, like, what steak do you, what do you get the most bang for your buck of out of a, out of a cow? Yeah. What, what does give you the most? You know, how can I take mm-hmm. the most of this animal, leverage it into something delicious, but that I only have to kill one right, animal right. to get twenty of these right. that are good? I think you know, I'll speak on it. I think yeah. the. The ribeye, for me, mm-hmm. and it's something we talked back and forth about. We tried different cuts of beef, and we know them really well. The ribeye, you're getting three sections of meat on that ribeye, and you're cutting a steak out of it. So you're really getting three pieces of a cow, and they're all you know equally delicious on their own, but you put them all together with that fat in the middle, I think you got a winner. And that's yeah. what we did on the menu, is we dropped the ribeye. And that's on the new menu. It's on yeah. the new menu. Okay, yeah. so really, I mean, I think this is so cool, right? Like putting into practice not only this element of what's delicious, but... You know what's what's sustainable what's sustainable oh, for our diner but also what's sustainable for the damn cow i mean yeah, there are yeah. only so many cows yeah. yeah yeah it's it's an issue and you know 
Um, we we've talked about getting you know quarter steer, half steer, and then you know rotating the menu as far as like going through each cut, what we what we can get off of that steer. Uh, we have some great local beef that's available to us. Um, local beef around here is obviously pretty pricey, um, but as long as you utilize the whole thing, I think mm -hmm. it's something special, and I think it's it's a good practice um, for us in the kitchen to you know be on our game and to continue to custom cut and change up, you know, not get bored with it, but at the same time, it's it's pretty ethical and it's sustainable, yeah. you know. So. Well, I, yeah. I, I would say it's it's actually the you know so the section is digging in right <laughs> now and and that section is all about like you know where where are you guys digging in kind of putting your flag in terms of what you want the Kennedy to represent mm -hmm. and you know I, taking some words out of your mouth but hopefully getting a lot more from you guys in a moment which is I mean I just so clearly see what's exciting about this place is if I'm a diner. I can come in May. Now, I may not come every day. I may not come every week. But if I come in May and I come in June or July, maybe the, the center cut piece of meat is different and the narrative around that meat is different. Mm -hmm. But the flavor's bomb. Mm -hmm. Right, right? Yeah. The flavor's bomb. The, mm -hmm. Maybe tomatoes are not in season right now, but the, the squash is. The right. lemons yeah. are fresh, right? Yeah. I, I just think that that's something that's so... I, as a compliment to you guys, it feels so effortless, to be honest. Like, it's almost like it's ingrained in what you're doing. Right. But I think to the diner, that experience is so awesome that, like, I have my neighborhood spot. But yeah. the menu changes all the time and the stories change all the time. Yeah. But yeah. I'd love to hear a little bit more about kind of those foundational principles. From a, from a kitchen perspective, I yeah. mean, Chef, I, I think that's for you, like, one of your core tenets. So. Yeah, that's, that's, that's huge for us here, man. And I think over this past year, we've really gained the trust of our guests um, as far as uh, being able to expand and rotate with the seasons because that's what we set out to do in the beginning. You know, and at, at first it was a little difficult, but then we started getting regulars and, you know, really people started buying into what we're doing here at the Kennedy. And it's very refreshing for us in the kitchen um, because, you know, as, as, a, as, as chefs, you, you cook with the seasons when it's, the, you know, the prime picking of whatever, you know, and you want it to maximize flavor and to help you out with dishes. You don't have to do much to it because it's so good right out of the field. And I always say that, you know, it's like when we get in a delivery from, you know, Lily Mae Farms right down the street with our heirloom tomatoes, they're still hot from the sun, you know, and it, it's it's a really, really, really beautiful thing. You know, you don't have to do much to that tomato just because you can taste the terroir. You can taste where it's grown. You get the minerality, you get the acid, you get the salt, you get the sugar, you know, it's, it's, it's so good. And if you kind of adapt that to your everyday cooking it makes it fun and it it, it also um kind of makes it its own challenge do it yeah, yeah it also kind of takes care of itself too yeah. you know what i'm saying well it's it's, a, it's an ecosystem right right I mean, there is an ecosystem element yeah. to that i think yeah. we we miss that mm -hmm. uh, we miss that certainly in in the mass food industry and, yeah uh, and, and we miss that a lot uh, i i think we miss that a lot where um, where narrative and story isn't shared and isn't told. And unfortunately, I think even some of the most kick-ass chefs out there, they're, uh, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I think it's true, and that's why I'm doing this, right? Which is, I think they're, they're missing an opportunity to share with diners 
yeah. that there's a story there. Uh-huh. And to like, hey guys, like we should all be aware, not just me. Right. I shouldn't just be aware and you just consume, right? And uh-huh. you should actually be a part of this because the choices that you're making when you're not here also affect what I have access to <laughs> yeah. from a from a farming perspective. Is that is that something that you, you said you're from Ohio originally, right? right? Yep. I mean, is that relationship the same, different, maybe an interesting like how does Ohio and Spartanburg, South Carolina, do you see a lot of divergence or maybe even a confluence, something that's kind of more similar about the two mm. places in terms yeah. of farm and table and So for me, you know, we had access to in Ohio Chef's Gardens, which is one of the first places that started to push this farm to table movement. Um, it's where the uh, the vegetable, um, what is it called? I'm um, thinking about it. The vegetable culinary, you know, Chef's Garden started that movement, and it's like yeah. one of the first R and D places to figure out how we can take the seasonality and put it on menus for chefs. It's like a Dan. It sounds very much like a Dan, like Dan Barber Dan kind of yeah. thing. Blue Hill. Dan yeah. Barber, yeah. Blue Hill at Stone Barn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can, you know, anybody in the United States can order from them. They're huge, but you know, coming from that big mass, you know, farming, and then breaking down to what we do here. We work with you know 30 to 40 different farms that yeah. specifically grow you know certain things for us. You know we give them seeds the year out and they're putting things in the ground for us. So it's more way more local than that. Instead of being a big corporation that's doing it, trying to push you know the right choices, it's we're working with individuals on a day-to-day basis that are bringing us our carrots or our squash. Mm-hmm. You know that one farm does the tomatoes, they made the best in the business at it. So yeah. we rely on our farmers and our personal relationships. Coolest, really coolest farm, coolest farm name. Go. Uh, each each person gets an opinion because you might. I know that's a challenge. Yeah. Maybe you don't want to pick one, but. Uh, well, I, think, I do like them all. Yeah, um, I like them all. I think the best story is maybe Lily May. Yeah. Um, because he named the farm after his daughter. He worked uh, under the Thomas Keller Restaurant Group and then got tired of it. He had a child and then moved back to his hometown. Of, is you that, know. Spartanburg Roebuck area okay. and started a farm after his daughter's name yeah. and she comes really in the nice. restaurant and runs around it's amazing yeah it's really you know? cool yeah so what Kyle was talking about it's 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 not just the the beautiful produce and the beautiful you know things that the purveyors bring to us and the small farmers it's the relationships that we built with with these people um, Lily May is a great you know great example Colonial Milling right down yeah. the street. Their their son Grant, we get all his farm eggs. He has 150 chickens, and that's his job. You know, he takes care of the chickens, and we buy all his eggs. You mm-hmm. know, every uh, so egg, every egg, pretty so, much. Yeah, yeah. And so that that's it's like a Ron. Do, do yeah. you guys know uh, Parks and Recreation? I do know it. Yeah, I'm not. I don't really watch. I them want myself. all your eggs and bacon. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. I, I think what that. you heard was I want a lot of eggs and bacon. Yeah. What I said yes. was I want all the eggs and bacon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You don't do that to the kid, do you? Uh, yes, I, I, yeah, we yeah, did. I, I, I think what you <laughs> yeah. heard was I want a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's brought eggs to where he was like cleaning them, you know, an hour prior. Yeah. Know? So it's 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 super fresh. And their you know? corn is amazing, and we utilize it here. We use Grant's eggs and the cornmeal that come off the mm-hmm. same farm in our cornbread. So that's yeah. a staple, you know. Wow. Eggs, eggs and corn are going into our cornbread. I, I think uh, I think I was in the walk-in yesterday taking shots of cornmeal bags. Was yeah. this, was this that's, the farm? That's yeah. the farm. That's yeah. the place. And they sign every bag, and his wife helps him mill too. And you know, he's so busy in the field this time of year, you see her name on the bags more than his names, yeah. which is a great, you know, husband-wife team that are just working really hard it's, to help us out. Yeah, but. it's cool, man. Like the family, it's it's. 
you're supporting community, you're supporting, supporting family, yeah. you're supporting local economy, and, you know, by getting all this beautiful stuff, you know, right down the street, you're, I guess if you want to say you're reducing the carbon footprint, you know, mm-hmm. might as well throw that out there, but, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's the right way to do it, man. Yeah, but so. I, I think the, you know, I, I, and I work, you know, my day job for, you know, big tech and I sell the really big chemical companies to help them do their job more efficiently, more effectively. And I, you know, I believe there's very, Nick and, uh, and Lily right there. There they are. Yeah. Wow. Maybe we'll get them to come and, <laughs> right. and say, hey. but uh, yeah, I mean, we, uh, we do a lot of work with, you know, some of the world's largest chemical companies and some of the world's, world's largest material science companies. And I think a lot of times like sustainability and carbon footprint, you know, these are they're sort of terms that are kind of flopped around. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what I think is great about what you guys are doing is reducing carbon footprint tends to not be or should not necessarily be a leading narrative. It should be a byproduct of yeah. something else yeah. that you're doing. Absolutely. Right? right? Yeah. Like, it's great that you're reducing the carbon footprint, but why are you doing it? Because uh-huh. we're working with 30 local farmers <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that are using natural ways and natural means to grow yes. their products. They're sourcing locally. Mm-hmm. They're not doing mass storage, they're not hauling long distances, yeah. the byproduct right. of which is reduction in carbon yeah. footprint, right. like Absolutely. stronger communities, more vibrant local businesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I mean, that's something that truly, man, I, I really, like, I got so excited about, like, when I walked into this place, it's, it, again, a compliment to you guys, I think, you don't have to say it, that it just feels like that, you know, right. it just yeah. it feels like that, and yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, now that may be because I'm looking for it, right? I'm, right, yeah, I'm yeah. looking for it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm definitely looking for it. But yeah. I maybe people can't articulate how it makes them feel. Right. But whether they can articulate it or not, I think one of the reasons, in addition to amazing food, that this door is like filling up all the time is because yeah. people can feel whatever that the, the French would say, je ne sais quoi. Right, like, right. I don't know what it is, but man, whatever yeah. it is, yeah. is, is really jiving. It's very special. Every once in a while, you'll get a guest that you know makes you realize it's not just a job. You know, it is yeah. a job, and we work really, really hard. But you know, us coming to the work every day, we don't think about that end product. We just know we have to hit A, B, C, D to produce because that's our main thing. We walk through the door, but then at the end of the night, you'll get a compliment that you just go home thinking about, and it makes it all worth it. Yeah, it's you know, it's instant gratification with this job. Sometimes you know, it's yeah. it's. It's that thank you or this was amazing or we had a guest last night said this is the best thing I ever put in, my, in their mouth. Right. You know, like, just like silly <laughs> what, what stuff dish? like that. What dish? It was uh, just in general. Uh, I think it was the whole meal, but uh, I think they were talking about our chef's catch, um, which you know we rotate local seafood. Um, so I think it was it was the blue, the yellow. The North Carolina, Carolina Shore. Yeah. Yellow yeah. So. Did style or did you guys? No, do we that actually like, did just of- like. Uh, uh, medium rare, you know, seared it, uh, then slice it up, a little bit of regular sarda, just uh, toasted semolina pasta, local banana peppers, uh, local peaches, local heirloom tomatoes, you know, made a little broth with it, and, you know, it's, oh. sounds great. How can that not be yeah, good? Yeah, I'm you know? like, so, okay, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. And what's so. great, we do a lot of alimanute cooking here, so the prep isn't crazy. You know, it's on the chef, and it's it also lends ourselves to stick our neck out there. And if the chefs aren't tasting and our line cooks aren't tasting, you know, it can really take a good dish with good product and make it something that it's not. Right. So the people in this building yeah. really have to be on their A game every day. Uh, right. There's not a lot, a lot of places, a lot of places to hide. In our yeah. Dishes. No. You know, no. we yeah. 
We uh, we focus on minimal ingredients, you know, try to keep it fiberless and you know, we always say keep it simple, keep it tight, keep it right, keep it nice, yeah. you know, make it nice, make it Daniel nice. Hume, you know. Yeah. Madison Park, make it nice. Make yeah. it nice. Yeah. This guy. Yeah, make man. people happy. That's the end goal. Yeah. I heard he's looking for a new business partner. Is yeah. he? Shouts, shouts to Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. We'll, we'll, we, we got a little list you of people know? we can send this to now. That's right. We're yeah. working on it. We're yeah. working on it. Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, I think it's, it's awesome that we'll get to kind of push this story out, man, and let other people know about it. So there's a... Uh, there's a lot that goes well, right? There's obviously a lot that's working here, again, from like the beautiful fabrics of the seats to the amazing dishes that are coming out of the kitchen and everything in between. But sometimes some shit's got to get 86, right? Yeah. So we're trying to, we're taking this concept of 86, right? Which you guys as, as restaurant folks know, like uh -huh. the dish is out, the food is out, the ingredients is out, we're 86 XYZ. What's something that on this journey, a year and a half in, you guys are like, you know what? We got to 86 this, because this ain't working. We got to oh, do something different. Oh, no. Yeah, oh. yeah, listen, it's, it's, uh, not all, it's not all beautiful, right? Something's had to change. Like, maybe it was uh, one too many cooks in the kitchen, yeah. or, yeah. you know, maybe it was a, a vendor that, you know, hey, we want to be more local. We don't right. want to do national vendors. Yeah. Help help people understand what a challenge if they want to open a place might be. Like, hey, be on the lookout for this thing. Um, I think honestly, if you're gonna start a small business, uh, you need to look behind the scenes, and you really need to dig into the things that you wouldn't necessarily kill your bottom line. Paper products, chemicals, um, you know small wares, things like that. I mean, you can shop around and compare prices and please do that because uh, you never know once, you know, until you get that invoice, you know, that they, they, they gouge you a little bit, you know. Right, um, yeah. And just by controlling those costs, you gotta control your, your, your controllables, you know. Um, cost of goods, food costs, you know, and labor. Um, it's just the big bugaboos and you know, you just gotta be on your P's and Q's about that at all times. You can't ever let it rest, you know. You always gotta constantly look at that kind of stuff. Um, but as far as like purveyors and stuff, I mean we have really good relationships with them and we haven't really had to, you know, eighty six anybody, you know, right. <laughs> or That's anything good. like that. Cause it's just so you know they're I think good to us. The big 86 for us, which we're always looking for, is good staff. Yeah, always. Yeah. It's, it, it, they're it's 86 hard. on the other end for us. We're always looking for good talent. It's like, we need more. Yeah, we, we need more. Like, especially so in this hard. area. Yeah. We posted probably three times last month and haven't got a bite. We're looking for good talent. You know, we have yeah. people that come and apply and they don't have the experience, they don't have this. Or, you know, it's always hard to find the right person for the job. What are you What are you looking for specifically? Listen, we might have to we might have to put a put a special roll call out. We yeah. too. We just need uh you know talented line cooks that are eager to learn and are hungry and you know yeah. want a great stepping stone experience. You know, and um, I think that this place is a is a perfect opportunity for that um, because we have the the creative freedom and the abilities and yeah. we have all the tools at our fingertips. You know, um, including just the great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we got the toys, man. Y'all yeah. got the we toys. Got, we got it's all the toys. It's not slack yeah. the toys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, we really take care of our own here. We're, mm -hmm. we're family. And uh, it's it shows in the way people have a smile on their face when they drop food at the table, when they yeah. greet you at the door. You know, um, the dishwasher just 
from top to bottom, you know, you can see that um, that we're just really, really family oriented. And we really know who has a bad day in the building. And we oh, take yeah, care yeah. of them. We need right. to know what's going staff. on. Well, there's yeah. nowhere to hide. Yeah, right? yeah nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not yeah. even a broom closet right yeah. here that yeah. I could see. Uh-uh. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, good people, man. For yeah, sure. it's, uh, it, it's, it's honestly just soup to nuts. I mean, you come in here and people, I, I was speaking yesterday to, uh, you didn't know this, but whatever. Uh, I was speaking yesterday to one of the hostesses, and she said that she's going off to college in August. Yeah. So you may know I'm talking about. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh, she said she's taking off to college, going to L.A. or going yeah. to California for yeah. film and acting school. And she legit told me, she was like, you know, honestly, it's like going to be, it's going to be hard to like have another job live up to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're just like, she don't have to say that. Like, she doesn't know that I'm like... She doesn't know that I'm quasi interviewing her, right? Yeah. And this girl's like got the world to look forward to. Absolutely. She's going to LA, like yeah. she's about to set her wings off, and maybe she looks back and says, <laughs> "That job was terrible." Too. <laughs> right. yeah. But right I now, not, yeah. I mean, if you can make an 18-year-old girl that mm. you know has big aspirations feel like she's at home and feel like she's getting a great experience, you know, under great leadership from gentlemen like yourselves, I mean, I think that speak that speaks beyond like. You saying it's family. Even the hostess feels like it's family. And from the hostess to the bartender that I got to hang out with yesterday and just everybody that's been a part of this is pretty amazing. Absolutely. We got to get you some line cooks, man. What do you think it is? Just like, you you don't want to get them from other restaurants. No, yeah. You you don't do that. You don't post. That's the forbidden. Uh, But I, I think it's maybe the talent pool and the sample size is just so small here that you know maybe they just aren't here or they're intimidated they, to come even apply yeah maybe that yeah. or they just they have a job that they like and they're holding on to it man mm-hmm. you know i mean i feel like especially where i worked in charleston man you have some of the same people that have been there since it's opened and they're like nine years on you know and, wow you know they have you know they they really take care of their people um benefits paid vacation and it's like why would you leave that you know right so um i don't know man it's 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 tough and then when you do get somebody and you're so excited and you're like yes they're gonna work out and you spend a week training them and then they just you know kind of shit the bed and just don't don't, come through don't you don't show up just disappear Yeah, yeah so yeah um you know it's that's gonna be a consistent problem everywhere you know i know it is a problem everywhere um the restaurant but, world, yeah. you know, you got to keep trucking and moving on. And, you know, this place isn't going to stop for anybody. Yeah, you know? I mean, you, so. yeah yesterday, I, I think there were four four folks lean and mean. Two on the backside or even yeah. three on the backside. Yeah. One guy's doing dishes. Yeah. Two guys on the grill. One guy on the fryer. One guy on the grill. And mm-hmm. then you're plating and doing kind of final touches and expoing we, and making sure everything looks top notch. So we do it all Four yeah. people, four people yeah. is lean, you know, that's yeah. lean in a kitchen, even with all the toys. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You gotta be, man. You gotta yeah. always be conscious of your labor. And then, you know, if you do have these great people, um, and you want to give them all the hours you can, it's kind of like, Hey man, um, there's a job to be done. Nobody's above doing dishes or doing the small things and mm-hmm. they buy in and you have a really, really great cohesive team, yeah. you know? So, uh, I don't know, I've, I've always thought that, you know, doing the small things uh, really help you grow as a person and being consistent every single day at it, and, you know, there it is right there for the taking, you know, yeah. so, I don't know, it starts with that and great people, for sure. Yeah.
you know, I'd go to war with any of those guys we worked back yeah. there with. You know, I trust them. You know, we know someone might be always, you know, habitually late every day, but he's going to show up <laughs> yeah. and bust his butt for the next two hours to make up for his lateness. And right. I'll take that over, you know, someone who's new and knows everything. Right. You know? On time, on time, but uh, but too fine. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, yeah. knows all the details and right. doesn't want to ask questions. But yeah, right. it's just uh, filling a slot. Back there and, you know. We've got down to where it's what four people in the kitchen the whole time and it's crazy man. Ran it's, it's, it's lean. Fun. It's lean and yeah. it's 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 great because it's so spaced out. Like even the kitchen, you know, it's not it's not a massive kitchen, but it's also not super tiny. No, but it's not. you know, four people in there is everybody's got some space to flex. Like yeah. they can kind of yeah. do their thing. Mm -hmm. They can flail an arm or, or you know, air wave, do a pirouette, you know, whatever yeah. they're yeah. into and they're not gonna hit their neighbor. Right. Yeah. Um, but you guys are doing some volume. I mean, how many seats do we have in the restaurant? 66. Yeah. Yeah, 66. I mean, it's double, more than double the size of your brother's concept. The first ribs, one, right? yeah. When he was doing uh, dinner service. Small so, one, yeah. You know, it's not a, it's nothing to throw a stone at, right? I mean, it's yeah. really no, you can get size. You can get covered up quick. Yeah, when we turned it three and a half times uh, before, it's been great. I mean, it's wild. And it goes by so quick back then in the kitchen. You just go, 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 go. And it's like, all right, time to clean up. Time to, time to wrap it up. Break it down. Yeah. You, yeah. you guys don't even know how good you are at this. The, the, <laughs> the segues are just stupid. Really? Hey. So, so coming to closing Mike time. Up. Yeah. Right. Right. What's like the best way to close a ship? You're like, mm. if I do this, mm -hmm. right, it's just been a freaking baller ship. Maybe three and a half turns you're like that's the way i like to close yeah um you may say hey like it's a itchy bond right i don't know right what's yeah. what's something that happens and you're like man this was a good day so yeah. like fridays i always say are my favorite day we get our biggest produce drop on friday mornings and like me and jamie are here by ourselves being quiet you know checking all the orders getting all the prep ready to rock and roll and then if we just get you know ran over all night long and all the dishes go out great with minor you know very little problems and then i look down the line i'm like all right I'm buying beer tonight, and then we all close it down. We all have a beer, you know, front yeah. of houses. We turn up the music a little bit, you know. It's, you know, everyone's out Which of here. Which is currently on 0.5. On <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. Turn up the music a little bit and just get scrubbing and you know, squeegeeing the floors, get the trash out, and then you know, there's a couple of us go have an you know after post work drink. Post shift drink. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's great. And then get ready to do it the next day. Yeah. We're open seven so days. You're, so your ideal end of shift is when you're spending money. All right, I like this guy. <laughs> right? When yeah. I'm when I'm buying people things. Okay. Yeah. Oh, trust me. We have yeah. a, on the menu. We have a little uh, buy a six pack for the kitchen thing too. Yeah. We get we get some beers every once in a while. And you nice. know, there was one time where we got one night we got like two cases two. of beers. Yeah. From the guests, you yeah. know, so oh, that, was, that was a good little cherry on top. Okay, so that's a, that's a yeah. great way to end the ship when, yeah. the, when when the guests are buying yeah. you beer. Oh yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it rings in too. We all cheer every time. Yeah, everyone. It comes so in, you know, it's gratification so. for the guests yeah. too. You know, they know we're getting the tip back there, which is a beer, and yeah. the whole kitchen you know, yells thank you. Mm -hmm. That's so, amazing. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's man. that's yeah. the way you should shut yeah. it down. I had yeah. to put that on there. That's so good. Yeah, I mean that's so good. Like. We need that. We need that on the menu. Yeah, that was yeah. not on the. I've never seen that before. Yeah. Now, was I just miss it? Was I just being an? You could have just missed it. It's been there the whole time. But yeah. now, how we have it on the menu, how it's like two pages to where the the actual food menu is a little bit shorter than the beverage menu. And it hovers. It's right, right there, there, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Naughty. It's, yeah. It's, I don't know how it happened by that, man. Yeah, you no read, idea. Did you read Freakonomics or something? You like <laughs> you like studying human right? decision making? Yeah, yeah. man. Oh I mean, wait, what? It, the oh, art of suggestion. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> man. Mind yeah. control. 
Yeah, you're you're playing you're playing games. It's more that's than right. just a, a taste a taste bud thing for you. Yes. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Marketing. And if they buy it before they eat dinner, I think things come out of the kitchen a little quicker, mm. a little extra, you know, something you didn't it order. Might get a little here, so yeah. here and there. Yeah. yeah. A little freebie. That's something we're working on. Man. Well, uh, listen, guys, give them the address. Let people know where they can find you. Absolutely. Um, let people know. Uh, I, I think. Honestly, man, there's just so much good stuff going on here. Mm -hmm. I, I'm really happy to have you guys on the show. I, I'm Appreciate very proud, you. honestly, to like have this place be the first place in South Carolina that I'm putting on the show. Like, yeah, I really think cool. you guys, you guys got it, man. You got the chops. You have the personalities. You, you have the passion. You have right. the passion. Yeah. You're telling a real story. Uh, so all I can say is like. Onward and upward, man. Keep thank doing you. what you're awesome. doing. Thank like, you. keep working with those 30 vendors, yeah. even if it makes right. you pull your fucking hair out. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah. it's worth yeah. it, man. It's it worth is. it because people yeah. are watching. And yeah. um, I think, you know, the South The South has had a couple of really stellar restaurants and stellar chefs. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, whether you're there right now or whether it's coming, yeah. it's part of doing that daily work. The grind. It's the part grind. of doing that, that daily grind, work to yeah. get you there. Yeah. And you guys are definitely on the path, man. We appreciate it, man. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Good. good stuff. It's a wrap, bro. It's a wrap, dude. It's awesome. That was good. Done. Yeah. That's it. Hell yeah. It feels like nothing. Right. It's it really doesn't. I could, we could do that for another 45 minutes, man. Or, you know. Whole evening. So. Well, I actually have to pee. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I know. What's the use, yeah? Never superficial. You gon' know it when it hits you. Get a little sinner. Been a winner,